What's going on, Mets fans? We have finally heard the bell. The season is officially in the books. Well, not officially. We got a couple more gate, couple more games to go. But the Mets season is a wrap. We were hoping. I didn't get that ten and zero finish that I forced. Yeah, you on. did not get the ten and zero. But you know, with eleven games back in the middle of the season, to even be playing meaningful games with four games left to play is pretty incredible. And you know, we talked about it in July. We talked about it in August. If these Mets were going to make a run, it was going to be a miracle. And back during the nineteen sixty nine reunion weekend, they actually asked the Mets, and maybe Mickey had said it like it's going to take a miracle, and it almost happened. Um, you know, the season is officially over. Yeah, uh, look, I give a lot of credit to the players mm -hmm. in the way that they were able to grind through. And I think it's the players that made this second half fun and meaningful. And August was fantastic. And, and clearly that'll be what you, you hope you remember from this season beyond, you know, like Edwin Diaz blowing a bunch of saves and yeah. stuff. But... Look, I mean, this season's a failure. They went out, they traded their top prospect, the guy who's going to be a top 20 prospect in baseball next year in Jared Kelnick. They dealt for a 36-year-old second baseman and a closer. The idea was to win now. The general manager told you the idea was to win now and said to come and get us. And the fact that they're not making the playoffs is a failure. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, there's no other way for me to look at it. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't have... Couldn't have enjoyed it along mm -hmm. the way, but they shortened their window to be competitive. And now as many things as did go right this year, and there are a lot, we'll talk about all of those things. The challenge now for the Mets to take that next step is all the more difficult because they don't have the prospects coming up. They don't have the prospects to deal. And unless there's going to be a significant increase in the payroll, I think it's difficult to see how they add the talent that they need, obviously in the bullpen at the very least to get this team back up to the next level. So that that's what I worry about as we head into this offseason now. I think the most frustrating part of it for me, though, is like you said, there are you know, certain ways over the past couple of weeks, even the next four days, to enjoy yourself at the ballpark. You know, we talked about maybe you're maybe going to the game tonight. Lizzie and I and Drew went on Tuesday. And, you know, you're getting your last licks in. You know, no baseball is no, – bad baseball or uh, non-playoff baseball is better than no baseball at all. But the, the most frustrating part for me is that they knew what the problem was with this team back in July before the trade deadline, and they did not address it. If they did – a lot of these games that we blew down the stretch, when we had the opportunity to win these games, we didn't, and that's because the Mets did not go out and fix the bullpen. And we knew that this was an issue back in June, back in July. This was yeah. something that they did it to themselves. They backed us into a corner, and like you said, the guys did battle back. Jeff McNeil did his job. P Pete Alonso did his job. Uh, you know, we had flashes of uh, J.D. Davis being great. Frazier, who has been hot and cold, but he came through on that August game against the Nationals. The Mets did it to themselves. If they had went out there and fixed this bullpen, we would be talking about the playoffs right now. Yeah, but I'll say this, to be fair. I didn't see the Mets playing 18 games over 500 right. the second half of the season. So that was really the question. It wasn't, oh, wait, do we recognize that the bullpen is a problem that needs to be addressed? The question really was, should the Mets be throwing good money after bad, right? Mm -hmm, should you mm -hmm. trade prospects to, in order to bring in bullpen help. Now they did make the move for Marcus Stroman. Yep. You could make the argument, well, would they have been better off holding on to Vargas and addressing the bullpen instead of that last spot in the rotation? But they clearly did that with an eye towards next year. That wasn't even about competing 
uh, the back half of this season mm-hmm. in, in reality because they didn't back it up with any other moves after they made that trade. So, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I think it, you can look back with hindsight and say, well, if they went out and got Stroman and they added two relievers, they could have been in there. Who do you think lost us? What do you think lost us more games? Uh, management, like, you know, Mickey's moves or the bullpen? Bullpen. Right. So, you know, when we're talking about next year, you know, seeing Mickey out the door and, and shaking things up as far as the management's concerned, I think that, you know, certainly I'm not saying that I don't want to see a new manager. And we'll get to the poll in a little bit. We asked the fans. But I think shaking that up is absolutely uh, the way to go. They gave him two years now. And uh, it, it's the kind of thing where the players did show up every day. And Mickey has a lot to do with that. You know, they like playing for him, as we've heard, um, you know. He kept the clubhouse. The guys stayed motivated. They did their thing. The young core, you know, is showing what this team can can be. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, just keep looking back to that bullpen. Those three games in San Francisco that they they blew in the in the uh, in extra innings. There's so many games that we could circle and bullpen the, and Mickey. The Washington game. The Washington game. Yeah, absolutely. we don't talk about that one though. The Washington game, which it's going to be something that you're. It's it's going to be talked about in Mets lore uh, with like uh, Castillo dropping the ball or something like that. I think it's, it's the kind of thing where the nail was in the coffin on the Nationals on that night, as far as that game was concerned. Yeah, I mean, look, you could tie you know, it's, Callaway to the bullpen failures, yeah, but yeah. he is not responsible for the failures in that bullpen. There were times where he set it up for Edwin Diaz to close it out. That's your best pitcher, right? right? And right. Diaz failed, and you can criticize maybe he stuck with him as the closer for too long. Uh, there are decisions, though, that Mickey Callaway made that are horrible, and he's a he doesn't manage National League Baseball well. He is terrible tactically. I've never seen a worse <laughs> Mets manager uh, in terms of handling double switches and pinch hitters. Uh-huh. Again, I'll, I'll go to this to my grave. When you intentionally walk Andrew Knapp to pitch to Bryce Harper with the bases loaded, you cannot be a manager of a National League club. No matter how great you are off the field and handling things in the clubhouse, well, I was thinking about this. Well, let's get to the poll first, okay. and then I'll I'll hit step two of this. So the uh, the question was last night. I asked the fans, "Do you think Mickey deserves another crack at this thing in 2020?" Over 4,000 fans vote, and no, overwhelmingly won with 77 percent of the vote. So, uh, I mean, if you scroll down and read the pl- replies here, there, you know, it's Twitter for you, so you get everyone kind of chiming in with their own own two cents here. But yeah, the fans don't want him back. I agree. You got to shake it up. I don't know who's the right man for the job. Well, but this is the, that, we'll that was that's going to be my point. Okay, go for it. All right, so so work it out now. So there's a rumor today. That that the Angels could fire Brad Ausmus if they feel they could bring in Joe Madden. And they have history with Madden. He was a bench coach there at Mike Sosha for a long time. So he knows ownership. Uh, Philadelphia could theoretically do the same thing. They could fire Gabe Kapler if they feel they have a shot at Joe Madden. So let's say Madden goes somewhere else. And now the Cubs job opens. Joe Girardi jumps at the Cubs job, which maybe the Mets would have a chance at him otherwise, but that's a job that he's been looking at for a long time. So now, the other managers that are available, is there someone that excites you? Is there someone that you look at and you say, I know this manager is going to be better than Mickey Calloway? And the the names that will be out there, Buck Showalter, Dusty Baker, those are your guys with track records. Mm -hmm. Uh, Edgardo Alfonso, 
is a name that would come up, has the history with the team, but another first-time manager is going to be figuring it out as he goes. Uh, Luis Rojas, who's on the Mets staff right now, uh, I think that he would be a name that would come up. Is there anybody else that I'm, I'm not thinking of that you would Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. Give him a shot. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, it's... I'll put Gary Cohen in there as like a bench coach just to <laughs> yeah. handle all the tactics. I think Gary could do that. Yeah. Um, you know, David Wright would be a name that maybe gets floated, but I, I, don't, I don't think he wants a job. I don't see that. No. Yeah. And um, Carlos Beltran is someone who's been in the mix for It would be so managing. difficult to see David Wright as the manager, too, because you want to crush the manager on yeah. certain days. And then if David Wright makes a bonehead move, it's like, well, it's David Wright. Let's give him a pass. You know, it's, he's, he's the captain. That only lasts so long. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I mean. Maybe he wouldn't want it for that instance either. He doesn't want to ruin his legacy or, or tarnish all the good he's done as the captain in the face of the franchise. To he then, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't tarnish. They go out there and lose 105 games. David Wright's the manager, you know. I'll give you the example. Chris Mullen at St. John's uh-huh. failed as a coach. Right. Does it really tarnish who he is for the people that watched him play at St. John's? I don't think so. He's still Chris freaking Mullen for St. John's (laughs) alums. So I I don't think it would change uh, as far as David Wright goes. Like, Carlos Beltran would be different, though, because a lot of Mets fans that still speak ill of Carlos Beltran, yes, we shake our heads. But now he's going to be the manager on top of it. So these people are already going to be like, oh, this is the guy who struck out. And then he's going to have to, you know, make unpopular moves because that just is something that goes with the position. My point would be, I don't think Mickey Calloway should be back. I don't think he's a good manager tactically, but I don't see that perfect fit out there. I'd love, I think Dusty Baker would make sense, but you do, I think you have to consider the age and how long would he be the manager Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Uh, And maybe that falls in with Buck Showalter as well. And and Showalter would probably want a lot of power. Socia would probably want a lot of power. I don't think Brody Van Wagenen is going to be looking to give that up. Yeah. Um, Well, when do you think they make a move like this? Is it like a month from now? Is it January? Oh, you would, I think you would fire Mickey Monday. You do it right away. Okay. And I know some teams are talking about hanging out and like trying to see where Joe Madden goes, uh-huh. but I would just make the move. Right, Either right, the guy's right. your manager or he's not. Right. Make the decision right away. I think they should fire Mickey and take their chances out there. My point is only that if you're looking for someone that has National League managing experience, which is important mm-hmm. because it is trickier to manage in the National League. And also, this is a difficult job. Yeah. You have a lot of stuff to handle with the media, the way the team is covered, the way it's talked about, how demanding the fans are. And and that can all be a positive, but it also can wear you down over the course of a couple of seasons. And we saw Mickey Calloway go through a lot of these pratfalls. And I think he's handled you know the media better. I think that he's handled the clubhouse well. But you do need someone that at least has some competence in running a game. So this is the balance that they have to strike. And there's not, again, I don't think there's that perfect candidate out there beyond Girardi. Right, right, right. And the fear would be that Girardi goes to the Cubs rather than stay with the Mets. But I would go all in for Girardi. I'll throw another name that'll come up. Mark DeRosa. Uh, MLB Network, uh-huh. former ball player. They interviewed him kind of secretly last time around. I would think that he would be an interesting guy that would come up again, but again, someone that doesn't have any managerial experience. So in the beginning of this month, I actually put up that that chart, that that schedule of September, how they can get to 88 wins, which they are not. If they win out, they get to 87, and that's still, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have anyway, gotten it right? done anyway. So you know, the uh, before the season started, you said 88, I said 92. I was I was uh, thinking high there, but right now the wild card teams that are in are the Nationals and the Cubs. They're both at 89 and 88. So either way. 
uh, I don't see them losing the next four games. So 88 wouldn't have gotten it done. 90 or above would have been the, the way to get into the playoffs this year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you were maybe one off and I was like five off, but we'll see. I mean, next year is, um, you know, only a few months away until these guys are getting down to spring training and uh, we'll see how 2020 shakes up. But that's a know, long few months, though. But, you Come know, on, football couple... season's already over. I, I guess we got Danny Dimes now to keep us busy for a few months <laughs> if you're a Giants fan. Well, a couple a couple weeks ago, I know Rally Man called in and said, you know, is this is this uh, season a success even if they get to the wild card? And we both said no, they would have had to. Get to the wild card, win the wild card, and get into the actual meat of the playoffs yeah. for this to be a successful season. They lost season. the division series. I would have been happy with this season. But I mean, even though there's a lot of positives, you know, we got a potential. You know, we we're hoping that uh, Peter Lonzo is a lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Degrom over the past couple of weeks, lock. you know, last couple starts. You're saying lock? Lock. Lock. So we got two locks on the team. So there are individual uh, victories and things to cheer for that we got happy about this season. And unfortunately, the real goal of making the playoffs is not happening. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and this is where I think uh, we, fans argue because fans have different goals. Right, right. Right. Like some people just want to be entertained for six months. They're not necessarily focused on the end goal of championship or bust. And they want to see a team that's competitive and entertaining year in and year out right and and this year the Mets were entertaining for six months we always even when it was down and they infuriated you that's part of the entertainment to some degree right yeah yeah yeah. and they they did that for six months so for some fans that's enough and that's fine if you have season tickets and you want to go to September baseball games and it's not dead and no energy uh, well, for the most part, you were able to, you know, have a success there. There were reasons to go to the park and yeah. use up your tickets. But if your goal is championships or bust, right. I don't think the Mets managed their way any closer to a World Series championship. And again, this isn't a player's thing because player-wise, Jacob DeGrom was fantastic again. Pete Alonso having the kind of season that he had, I, I mean, uh, people... We're expecting uh, maybe 25 home runs. Right, right, that would be a right, nice right. rookie year. He's going out and hitting 51 with still with four games to play. Jeff McNeil has shown he's for real. J.D. Davis done a nice job stepping up this year. Uh, the rotation stayed healthy. And the Mets had a lot of things go right. And, and this is what bothers me is that all of this was in place. And all they had to do for a second straight year was build around it. And the Mets have had two awful just atrocious off seasons in a row where they could not do enough around the margins to get this team to the next level, right? Sandy Alderson's last off season was terrible. Jay Bruce, Anthony Swarzak, uh, you know, keep on going. Nobody worked out, right? And then this past off season, the big trade, which we've broken down a hundred ways. All right, the JD Davis move worked out. Keon Broxton lasted on the team for what a month, right? Um, you know, what else do we look at as the key moves for uh, for Brody? You know, Justin Wilson did a nice job in the bullpen, mm-hmm. but they didn't do enough there. Obviously, Jerris Familia didn't pan out, and, right, and right, that right, right, right. killed this team yeah. over the course of this year. So, you know, there's a lot in place for this team to get over the hump, and they couldn't add that one or two pieces. 
Well, you know, needed to work out. Jed Lowry, nothing. <laughs> he hasn't got a he hit yet. Hasn't a hit. <laughs> we were there on Tuesday night, and I'm filming his at bat. Being like, I might see history here. He might actually get a hit. Uh, and, I hope he gets a hit the next four days. And it didn't the happen. least thing that he needs is to go into next year still looking for his first hit as a Met. Yeah. How about first win as a Met? Uh, first win ever. What was it? Seawald. Seawald, uh, yeah. First win ever. Uh, but we, you brought up a good point about Anthony what... Anthony Young is safe. Yeah. About what the uh, what seasons might mean to you and what you find joy in and, you know, the six months of entertainment. So I put out a tweet earlier today. It said, reply with your favorite Mets photo from the season. Not asking for player moment, but your favorite photo. And if you scroll down... It's family pictures. It's uh, taking your kid to the ballpark. It's drinking a beer at McKellar. It's going to Kansas City with your friends. Uh, there's a lot of you know moments that fans hold on to throughout the year that, like you said, they, they want to enjoy the games. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> clearly they want to win um, and, yeah, the, and see the team That's play great. in October. But it's it's an entertainment sport, and you know I'm happy that fans can look at certain moments throughout the year that they had joy in in a season where we we are again not making the playoffs. But um, yeah, a lot of good ones in there. If yeah, you, if you're not watching, you're listening afterwards. You want to scroll through? Just go to our Twitter account. Oh, what's up, Lizzie? How you doing? Oh, hey, thanks for opening your beer, Pete. Yeah, Pete always jumps the gun. Waiting. I forget. You know what it is? We're we're on a good stretch here. We're like 20 minutes in. I'm not even thinking about the beer yet. But uh, some jabroni Lucky yesterday <laughs> on Twitter goes. <laughs> Oh, you guys must think it's real cool that you could drink beer. What are you, in high school? I'm like, well, don't be jealous that we're drinking at work right now and you're not. So uh, cheers to McKellar. I just eye-rolled. Beer is beer. Beer is beer. I'm drinking a pocket beer from McKellar. What do you want today? Uh, this is orange mango jam. Oh, we got that actually at the the brewery when we went out for our live show there. Uh, cheers to you. Our last cheers, cheers of the season. Guys. Yeah, this If you're is it. tuning in late, this is the season three finale. Be making that goldfish face mm. having this beer. <laughs> I don't think I've had this one yet. So, is the pocket good? beer, yeah, absolutely. They're all good. It is a Pilsner with orange zest from our friends at McKellar. Ooh. What they got going on though this weekend, which we talked about last week, and I was uh, not happy with their wording here because they said it was the farewell brunch. I'm like, Farewell to the regular season. We're getting ready for postseason, but clearly I had the uh, the high hopes there. But this coming Sunday at the ballpark, don't forget that McKellar is open all year round. It's not just a game day uh, game day joint there. So pop on in for brunch this Sunday. They're opening at 11 a.m. They got a special brunch menu, and we will be tailgating in the parking lot. So the game is at three o'clock on Sunday. So if you want to do a little pregame brunch, then head on over to the Marina lot with us. We're going to be hanging out all day. We got the the pregame, the game, and then the postgame at the Pine. So Sunday is cool. going to be a freaking marathon. Well, I hope you guys hang out cuz one of the things that I've enjoyed watching over the years when the Mets do play that last game at home, uh, I remember back in 2014, Terry Collins yeah. walked all yeah, the way yeah, out yeah, yeah. And, and, and waved to you guys, and, and there was a nice little back and forth. But the players really deserve to be saluted, I think, for their effort these last two or three months to keep this team around, to play the kind of baseball they played in the second half. You had some tremendous individual performances, as we've talked about with DeGrom and Alonzo. Uh, I hope. I hope people, you know, make it to the pine, but hang yeah, out, yeah, 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 yeah. hang out at the game and, uh, and and give that salute because this is a team that I I really believe has earned it. 
you could tell pretty quickly if you're at the game if they're going to come out or not. I mean, sometimes they're just disgusted. And you know, a couple of years ago, I remember they didn't come out. But uh, on on seasons, they have a winning record. I mean, the the, the team, um, you know, definitely exceeded expectations as far well, as the second half whether the players come out. No, no, no. I'm just oh, saying that everybody stays. Of course, of course. That. But That's I mean, cool. they come out, they throw their batting gloves out. Uh, last year, they actually did uh, a jersey off your back. Um, uh, promotion or whatever where they picked certain season ticket holders and you can come out and they select you and you walk out to the field and the players come out and take the jerseys off and give it to you and remember Sutley's uh, son got David Wright's last jersey ever Lizzie remember that and he wore it to the pine. Yes, I remember. So he has David Wright's last ever game used jersey, which is pretty incredible. So uh, I don't know how you get selected for that. We're not <laughs> we're not season ticket members for the you know the whole season, so we won't be in the running. But um, yeah, definitely come on out. It's gonna be a fun time, and uh, I'm sure you can find tickets somewhere if you want to sit with us. Though uh, there is a forum that we have that's set up that's free where we suggest or encourage fans to go and uh, post and. You know, keep the tickets kind of in the family. So if you want to sit with us, go to thecellline.com, cl click the forum on the bottom. It's free to sign up, and you might be able to find tickets there. Um, I want to give a special shout-out to the Mets for sending over some more prizes for today. So we have uh, Build-A-Bear, and we also have the winter hat that they gave away at the ballpark. So we're going to do two bundles. You'll get both. One on Facebook and one on the Twitter. So share the show right now if you're watching on Facebook. Retweet if you're watching on the Twitter or Periscope, and you'll be automatically in the running to win these prizes from the Mets. Thank you for sending them. Um, always really nice of them to uh, hook us up with these special prizes. Uh, also, give us a shout if you want to chime in. I know Lizzie's on the line now. We only have one phone number. So if you're <laughs> waiting to get through and it's busy, just wait for the person to get off. But it's 631 388 5195 is the number to dial. And, um, you know, we talked about those special moments throughout the year that fans can kind of hold on to or look back to and, and remember the joy. But is there something that you could circle? I mean, this has been a crazy year for you. You have your brand new dad. Your daughter was born right after opening day. On uh, opening day. On opening day. Yeah, I remember you posted the photo from the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is there any moment from this season that might stand out as like, your favorite moment of the year, or the biggest moment of the year? I, you know, I, I just remember the Todd Frazier home run against the Nationals. Like, uh -huh. I know you're trying to pick for something more personal. No, no, but no, no. That's, doesn't have to be. That's where I was like, holy cow, where everything was going right for the Mets, and they were winning all these games, and then they had that huge Friday night, the Nationals come to town, and it kind of starting to feel like 2015 all over again. And then Todd Frazier hits a three-run homer when they're down three in the ninth off Sean Doolittle, and it's yep. like, what is going on here? Uh, and you know, ultimately winning the game that inning. I mean, that that was to me the highlight. And I remember the energy after that series, just coming in here and, and doing the show, was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for them to win fifteen or sixteen and, and to have that kind of two weeks, really out of nowhere. Right? You know, Brody Van Wagner had basically issued a concession speech right. they came after the All Star break, and and then here are the Mets going on this fantastic charge. So that. That to me, that two week run was uh, was incredible, and that's what I'll try to hold on to beyond Edwin Diaz. I'm sure you're getting tired of me. That is going to stick for a long time. You're getting tired of me during that run too, because I was texting you the the percentage <laughs> from FanGraph every day, yeah. and you like, and you actually wrote back, "Are you going to do this every day?" I'm like, "Absolutely." Well, they're down at three percent, so at that point, I was like, "All right, I'm done. They're done. I'm not." It, 
emotionally investing myself in this team anymore, and then they sucked me I back I think on, in. like, August 9th, they were up to, like, 50%. Yes, they got over 50% chances to make the playoffs <laughs> on Fangraphs. This freaking roller coaster season. It was a roller coaster. We talked about it. What's going to give out first, your heart or your liver? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we're, still, we're here today, and I don't think either battle. gave out. Even um, That's a good one-word answer. How do you describe the season in one word? Roller coaster is definitely yeah, roller coaster. So if you don't know what Lizzie's talking about, Jono was out in Cincinnati with us uh, and put together another one of those like behind the scenes, long format like vlog style videos. And at the end, when the Mets lost, when we were there on Saturday, he goes to the different you know all the fans that were there that you know that he, were standing right around him. And to grab the reaction. So last night he posted just a, that that clip on his account, Jono. Just look him up on Twitter um, of the reactions. And then he asked the fans if you can. Uh, I didn't hear him, so I gave like some long answer. But if you can uh, sum up this season in one word, what is it? And I go on like I'm start. I'm like <laughs> da, da, da. he's like no one word. He's like what? Like I didn't really hear him, so I blew it. But uh, David Cancel <laughs> said disappointment. A couple people said believe because it wasn't over yet. And then they get to uh, Tyler, Tyler. Seidel. And you can see he's got a couple in him, and he's saying he also says disappointment. He's like, you know, what? let me think about this. He's like, circle jerk. <laughs> Is that one word, two words? And he's like, you know, blue balls. Which actually, this season, it, a roller coaster is similar to blue balls. And this season could that's that puts a you know that's a puts a bow run on it. Yep. Uh, Still two words. Yeah, it is two yeah. words, but whatever. Throw a hyphen in there or something. Uh, yeah. This, the or we could just be illiterate. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, English isn't my st strong suit, but I'll get to that call in just one second. Lizzie, okay. I got you on the camera right now. Hi. Uh, you know, I kind of pressured you a little bit into going to Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, not really, though. I think Drew pressured you more Drew? because he really wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. We had a fun time despite everything. You know, the, the pregame at Hofbrau House last weekend was incredible. Uh, I think that the staff was somewhat ready for us. The one bar only had one bartender for some reason, but I mean, the, the waitresses busted their asses. The barbacks, Pete, you should have seen the barbacks cleaning With up. Those... They had like, these things are freaking heavy, these beer steins. Oh, what, yeah. 15? I didn't count, but like... Well, okay, so a stein is one liter of beer. We're talking is... about empty though. They no, were carrying... empty. Yeah. But holding it, when you hold on to that stein when it's full, it's heavy. Yeah. So imagine it... Empty still has to be heavy because it's it's glass. Yeah, it's heavy, solid. heavy, solid glass. They were fifteen stacked, at least. And the way that they were holding them was like three cups by the handlebars, and then they handlebars. were stacked <laughs> the ha the handles, and then they were stacked by and he was holding it like that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my god. So the hot house was great, but the, the moral of this story is uh you didn't really want to go, but did you have fun? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Dave asked me, he's like, so uh so you're here, but you didn't want to go. Are you having fun? And I looked at him and I was like, I still don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you had but fun though. No, I had a great time. They happened to have um, Oktoberfest right there, which yeah, is a was... few blocks away from our hotel at the same time. And it's the second largest in the world. Yeah. So they turned Cincinnati into Cincinnati. And what was your favorite was part fun. of the year, though? If you like, I asked Pete, what like if you could circle one thing this season that you could say is like a highlight, either for you personally or uh, a moment that you uh, watched. That I don't you know. Think... Let me let me think about that. Oh, I didn't throw in a second it. one. Sorry. All right. So we went to the game against the Nationals uh, back in like June. Mm -hmm. Carlos Gomez. It's the big home run in the bottom of the eighth Four inning. Four game sweep. And then we did the show. Then yee 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 yeah. because like a big thing. That was fun. Yeah. That was like a, a really. Fun little moment. Like, Carlos Gomez had, 
like a small role yeah. in this year. There's so right? many high I mean, points. That's a, that's a fun cameo in the 2019 Mets story. You know, having a, a season finale show, we've only had two. This is a third season. And every year we're like, well, it sucked, you know. But now it's <laughs> like we can actually pinpoint certain things that were great, like Pete Alonso winning the home run derby. Like sure. certain things that were so good this year that we really enjoyed. And it's and it's you sound like um, true, yeah. one of those, you know, sympathizers. What do they call it? Uh, enablers that say, well, you're the reason why they're not going to do anything next to you now because you're publicly saying you enjoyed yourself for six months. Like, cry me a fucking river. I enjoyed the last six months. I don't watch any other sports uh, but Supercross. And, you know, I do watch the Jets. I watch the Islanders now. I watch the Knicks. But the only thing I do watch is the Mets. And I had a great time over these past six months. Yeah, and I just want to want a championship. Of course. This, of is course. Like, this is like my personal journey, though. As a Mets, Jets, Islanders, Knicks fan, I'm like, oh, for 120 seasons in my life in yeah. terms of <laughs> actually seeing a, a championship. So they're moving more games to Nassau Coliseum. I saw for uh, the Islanders. Yeah, you know, they're ways away. So you know, <laughs> look, uh, that's that's what I want. Now I don't necessarily want to have the five year lose 130 games a season kind of road that right. some of these other teams have had. There's got to be a happy medium for it. But I do want the hope that the Mets can be a championship team, and, and that's what worries me as I look forward because you have all these pieces. And people are absolutely right. There's a lot of talent here. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that did go right this year that does brighten the future, namely Pete Alonzo and Jeff McNeil and obviously the starting pitching staying healthy. But even with all the things that went right this year, this team wasn't good enough to make the playoffs. So they need to add. And I, you know, <laughs> wish, hope, whatever it is, demand. Mets ownership's going to have to raise the payroll. Otherwise, it's going to be a very similar team coming back, and your hope is going to be, well, it's a new manager that's going to make the difference with the wins. And I don't see a manager making a six-win difference. And that Edwin Diaz and Jarrett's familiar are going to bounce back, and that might be possible, but if they bounce back, more than likely someone else is going to drop off. I mean, that's just the natural way that it is to expect Pete Alonso to hit 50 plus home runs again right. and Jacob DeGrom to win on third Cy Young. Look, you know, you're asking an awful lot when that's the case because then you have one thing go wrong and boom, yep. it's a flat tire on the side of the road and you're done. So that's that's where I care about the championship. I want to oh, see yeah, the flag Oh, yeah, of course, fly. of course. And I'm happy do. to be entertained for six months. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I want that to be a possibility going forward, and they've got to really hit it this offseason make that happen. And I just – I feel a coming disappointment with this offseason, knowing where the payroll is, knowing what the minor league system is, and knowing where they are right now. Let's hit the phones. Hopefully I'm wrong. Well, yeah, I hope you're wrong too. Uh, let's hit the phones. We got Kevin. Uh, what's up, Kevin? How you doing, man? Kevin, uh, trip from hell from Cincinnati. Say it again. I said I had a trip from hell to Cincinnati. Uh, what you I drove, drove? You drove there. I, I, I trailed the trailer with me, and uh, I had when I went to Syracuse, same thing happened. Paid all this money to fix up the truck. Went to Washington, no problem. Going out to Cincinnati took me 24 hours to get out there and 35 back. Jeez, Louise. So wait a minute. Were you pushing it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're supposed to put gas in it and drive it, right? Oh, it was. was, uh, Well, no, it's. uh, It was a tow behind. But let me let me ask a question though. Like, why would you want to bring a trailer to a baseball game? You were like for like a camper. 
Yeah, it's oh, I got you. Here. I got you. I got you. So, uh, so it's yeah, just so yeah. heavy you can't drive quickly? Is that what slows you no, down? No, it's, it's, it's because uh, the trail is too heavy for the truck. So, and going up the hill, it's, uh, it's, it was bad. You know what's what's a shame about stuff like that? It's like you you can enjoy like um, driving on a road trip or getting the excitement of getting to where you're going, and then the Mets lose, and then you have a hell trip back. But yeah, imagine oh. I drove. That would have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and a kid, and a kid stole my boot. Oh no, that stinks. Oh sheesh. <laughs> All right, Kev. Listen, hopefully, uh, yeah, you brighter... need a vacation, Kev. Uh, a yeah. vacation from vacation. <laughs> well, uh. <laughs> But I did enjoy the outing. All right. Well, <laughs> at least that, that matters. So you spent, you know, 100 hours in the car to have a, a three-hour day in Cincinnati. But we'll, we'll see you out there at the ballpark, right, man? All right. I'll be there Sunday. All right. Later, okay, man. See you Sunday. So uh, I want to bring up something because you just talked about, you know, um, you know, payroll and ownership, uh, you know, going out there and allowing the Mets to make the moves to better this team. I'm sure you saw the news on Tuesday about uh, Kuzman's number being retired mm -hmm. next season. So um, the Mets used to have, or you know, at least it was, I don't know if they came out and said that they were uh, going to hold the bar very high where you had to be in the in Cooperstown in order to get your number retired. But that's the seems like that's the, the way it went. Because, yeah. you know, Piazza and Seaver were the only two Mets, you know, players to have their number retired. So... Kuzman, uh, it was announced on Tuesday that uh, they are going to retire his number next year. Um, is this curious timing for you? Is it weird that they did it the last week of the season? Is it kind of out of nowhere? It uh, was out of nowhere. Right. But I don't have a problem with it. If you want to retire Jerry Kuzman's number, it feels natural to me to do it during this 50th anniversary season of the 69 Mets. They could have done it back in June, the last week of the year. You know, I, I get, okay, well, why are you doing this now? <laughs> They're on the precipice of having their season come to an end, and then you're making this announcement. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to announce it and maybe you decide to do it more recently, I don't, I don't I don't have an issue with it. And I'll say, too, Kuzman's number being retired, um, it doesn't do much for me. I'm kind of excited to talk to my dad about it, and I'll talk to him about it a couple hours from now. And his thoughts on, on Kuzma's number retired, and if he's like, oh, yeah, well, Kuzman was great. And, and this, like, I could look at the numbers. I've read the stories. I know how important Jerry Kuzman was to the New York Mets winning the championship in 69 and what he uh, did right behind Tom Seaver in that rotation. He's a tremendous pitcher. But, you know, again, it, it's even the Tom Seaver statue, like, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. I didn't watch those guys. You know, when they start talking about retiring Keith Hernandez, retiring. Um, Gary Carter retiring David Wright. You know, those are the ones that will hit me. Uh, so, you know, look, I, I think it opens the door for those numbers to be retired. And this is probably the right place to start yeah. if they're going to, uh, you know, open a window to retire a lot of these jerseys, which it certainly sounds like is going to be the plan. People I've talked about for years, the Mets don't honor their history. They don't respect their history. Well, this is part of that, right? Isn't this a first step to doing that and adding to the retired numbers and adding to uh, making City Field feel like the Mets' home stadium, which I think it does now. Yeah. But that was a criticism of it for a long time. Well, my whole thing was, you know, the Mets' timing on some stuff is just so incredible because, you know, Monday night, the Mets are technically – up until last night, the Mets are still technically in 
this this wild card race. While mm-hmm. albeit very unrealistic that they were actually going to be able to pull this off in the last week of the season, but to come out the the day after and have Jeff Wilpon, you know, standing at the podium, smiling with the jersey and doing the photo op and looking forward to next season and you know a, a moment of next season that we have something to look forward to. It's just very bad timing to me. Like Monday night. Got Steven Matz out there, gives up the grand slam. They show the fans in the stands with jerseys over their heads yeah. and just disappointment. And granted, the place wasn't packed out, but you know, the fans that were there were still, you know, hopeful that they were gonna get this thing done. And then the next day, you got Jeff out there. Well, we're doing something it's like smoke and mirrors. And I don't like when they announce things after you basically get your your gut kicked in the night before that next season, look at this cool thing we got to look forward to. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ecstatic for Kuzma. He deserves it. It's, it's a long time coming, and the Mets had that bar that was set so high that kind of closed the doors for a guy like Wright who's not making the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And now that it's open, uh, hopefully not the floodgates are open, but now that it's open, they can kind of get other guys in there. Um, well, it's, it's Keith. It just, it's I Gary. It. Yeah. It's Wright mm-hmm. and Kuzman. Yeah. Right. Great. Is there anybody Great. else that needs to be on that list? I don't know. People toss around, you know, Gooden, but it's it's his his career was too short. Uh, you know, Great career. Beltron was fantastic uh-huh. and is a borderline Hall of Famer, but I don't think that he's someone that I don't know, maybe number uh, retired. Legacy wise or importance wise of the franchise and a guy that came up at such a young age who's still around with the team, like uh, uh, Ed Crane Pool. I don't know. We'll see. But my, my whole point is I want to see, I've said this numerous times on the show for a couple of years now. I want to see ownership take more accountability for the shit years like we just had. And granted, there are spurts of greatness and there was that great LFGM run and mm-hmm. you know everything else that happened with uh, Jacob deGrom and Pete Alonso yada yada. But big picture this season was a failure. Exactly. And I want and to see I want to see Jeff looking in the camera or whoever looking in the camera. We failed this year. We we didn't sell at the deadline. We did trade away some guys last year who might have had a a, a potential to uh, be di- difference makers in the future. We tried. We're sorry. We appreciate your support. We really. Uh, I don't need him to apologize, but I I need. Yeah, a I plan. want that. I want you really. That. You need an apology. Not an apology, but yeah, maybe like we screwed up type of thing, and you know we're gonna do accountability, better. which doesn't have to be. I'm sorry. All right, maybe not. I'm sorry, but but yes, I agree. Yes, we're to blame for this. We're gonna do better. Yeah, we're gonna we fix the bullpen. Enough. We're gonna open our wallet and let Brody do yes. his thing yes. and not have uh you know the contracts of familia that we you know agreed to or the mm-hmm. contracts of cano or whoever else they owe all this money to stop them from making moves for 2020 yeah that's what i want and i think that all the fans who hate the will ponds or hate the way things are run in queens will sit back and be like you know what i respect that i appreciate that uh, even though I might not agree with all ownership's moves, yeah. at least they're trying. At least they're taking accountability for it and not being like, here's this jersey we're going to retire next <laughs> year. Come on out to the ballpark. It's going to be a great day. Fuck that. Fix the team. Get us back to what we need is a championship. These six months have been great, but we want the parade it, down the Canyon the of Heroes. The is going to be in the pudding this offseason. And just be, because, stand up there and do it. Yeah. You do it, Jeff. I know that the Mets watch the show. They give us some stuff to give away. I'm not trying to completely shit on the team here, but it's so frustrating that we are so close, so close, and all they got to do is get us over that hill and take accountability and just when things don't go right, say they didn't go right, explain why, what's the plan, what are you going to do for 2020, and not just show us the jersey. 
And I'll tell you, I don't want to see them. But congrats to Kuzman. I don't want to see them dealing Noah Syndergaard. No. Dealing Michael Conforto and just kind of rearranging deck chairs here. Hold on to Noah Syndergaard. Hold on what do you do with Wheeler? to Michael Conforto. Make him the qualifying offer. It's a one-year deal. If he rejects it, so be it. But make him the one-year offer. And if he takes it, you got a really good five-man rotation. And then you know what? You're going to have to add to this payroll in order to make the jump. Mets fans showed up in July and August, really up to every series until this one, right, yeah. against Miami. We could say that the fans yeah, were we there. Went out they got dead. six months of good ticket sales this year because of the run that they had at the end of the year. Uh -huh. Spend it. Spend that money. That's what it's about. That's what they need to do. I want to be a special advisor. You know, get me on. You know, we got David Wright, got uh, Mendoza. Get me on the special advisor board here, Jeff. And uh, they have a they have a board. They have a Mets fan board. Did you know about that? No. They have some type of advisory board. I know Keith Mediagoon's on it. Misha's on it. I think Joe uh, Graphic Stroker's on this. They should run some shit by them before they announce this uh, Jersey retirement the day after the Mets are basically kicked out of playoffs. But let's hit the the phones. We got a familiar voice. It's our last time. Checking in with the Mr. Rally Man. What's up, Rally Man? What's up, guys? Man, oh man. What a I'm gonna call it uh if I were to describe it in one year, resilience. It's been a really resilient year. Um and yeah, I gotta go back and say, yeah, it's definitely not a success. I'm I'm not satisfied by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, for me, um I I wanted I want a World Series championship to experience with my parents. That's a very, very important thing for me. Never happened. Uh, the the rally family has never seen a world championship together. So it's like that's the one thing, and I think that's a, that applies to a lot of us. A yeah, lot no, of us that's a great. Family. That's a great point. That is something that is is I would say would hit a lot of people, right? If you're under thirty five, and you know, you've never experienced that with your parents yeah. and such. Your parents are likely getting older, yep. right? Yep. I mean, yep. so, yes, there is a, a time period to that. So, Rally, uh, you still have faith? You think they could pull this out or what? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm looking right at it right now. I still have that Jason Vargas Lumberland mug. I got, are you going to the tailgate on Sunday? I will. Bring it along. I know. I told you I was going to bring it a while ago, but I forgot. So I'll, I'll definitely remember. Thank, thank God no playoff starts for Jason Vargas. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> thank God. It'll be the ultimate uh, rally jinx. Yeah. You know, and I was saying, too, like, you know what? It, it stinks not making the playoffs, but the Phillies who went out and backed the truck up for uh, Bryce Harper aren't making it either. So fuck the Phillies. Yeah. Um, Word up. All right, exactly. so that's not why though. No, but you know what I mean. I'm saying like the guys that actually went, out, like the Padres went out, and made these moves. They got Machado, that's Philly. Not why they didn't make it? But you know what I mean. Like they're getting these guys and and like essentially being the. Well, big you're also spenders. making the case not to go out and spend for those kinds of guys. No, 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 no. Which no is but not what we Mets, want to be go out, out there and there. spend. All right, rally. We'll see you out there on Sunday. All right. All right. Just uh, just want to give out some shout outs. Uh, King Cougar and the five one five crew. Mets Mama and the four two four fam. The Rally family, the RWO. Guys, love you all. LFGM, baby. All right, I love it. See you later, man. Be good, Rally man. 
I love that Rallyman ends his like season here with like an acceptance speech. He's like, <laughs> I gotta give my shout outs to my people. Uh, I do want to give a special shout out though to our friends from Clear. If you're hitting the ballpark this weekend, definitely sign up for Clear. I don't know why you wouldn't. It's incredible. You breeze right through the line, and we learned about some new fun stuff that they actually unrolled at the ballpark the other day. My mind was blown. It was unbelievable. I'll talk about that in a second, but definitely sign up for Clear. Go to clearme.com slash the seven line army. It's not clear.com. It's clearme.com slash the seven line army. And as you know, they are at City Field and also in 11 other ballparks. And uh, if you happen to be flying maybe for the holidays, clearly there's no more outings this year. But if you want to sign up for their airport service, you can get three months for free using the special promo code. Special promo code seven line three the number three no spaces that'll give you three free months of the service. But Lizzie uh, brought up something about her mind being blown. The first part of this mind blown uh, scenario or whatever experience experience on <laughs> Tuesday we met uh, Alex out there uh, in front of the ballpark and he's like I want to show you something really cool come with me. So there's two different clear right now the special regular clear line you use your fingerprints and you get in and says hey Darren good to see you welcome back. Uh, but the other lane it's like a little ramp up straight and down. It's got some type of sensors. It knows who you are, checks your face and just says hello Darren you walk in. No ticket, no fingerprint, nothing. And I'm like so how you, is this even possible? You link your Ticket What's account. it called? The bio. You you link your whatever? MLB like we talked about with your face facial recognition, but we actually got to see it in person. So you link your MLB uh, ballpark, ballpark app with yeah. your Clear app, and it knows who you are. You don't have to bring your tickets. You don't even have to bring your freaking license anymore. It's crazy. So he shows us that. We walk upstairs, and so me, wait. You don't have to take anything out of your pockets. You're not. You, they don't wand you. Nothing. You just walk through this. It's got this detector. This area, it's, it's crazy, and that's it. So then he walks us into the ballpark. He's like, that's not even the best part. I got to show you something else. So right behind, where were we sitting? 130? Yes, 130. Section 130 down mm -hmm. the left field line. So if you're watching live, if you're if you're uh, watching this live, you can see the photos. If not, maybe uh, check back later if you're listening. But go to the Twitter account for the seven line. Um, I bought a beer just using my fingertips. So you walk into this little area. You pick out whatever you want. They had some beers there. I got a McKellar. They had the uh, peanuts, popcorn, whatever. You put it on this scale. It measures what the weight should be. The cameras turn on. A screen right there says what it is. You put your fingers down. It says uh, verifying age. It knows you're 21 through clear. Then it charges your credit card that's on your clear account. You don't have to show ID. You don't have to take your credit card out. You put your fingers on there and you walk away with your beer. We, it was one of those things where it's like, we wanted to just go back up because you could type of thing. It's it like, was crazy. I'm listening. I mean, you guys sound like an infomercial right now. <laughs> and I know that you're just honestly no, telling this is your like, description of what happened. It's not like I'm getting paid by Just For Men like Keith Hernandez. <laughs> this is something that's like unbelievable. It was so cool. And if you're watching this, you should actually sign up by using the special promo code. Uh, <laughs> no, but go to the clearme.com slash the seven line army. Check it out. Sign up for it. Uh, they're unrolling it now. It's like a little beta testing area behind 130. But I'm expecting this to be all around the ballpark probably next year. And definitely kind of the way that they're going. But, I mean, I hate to say it, but this is also eliminating jobs because, you know, there'll be less people that needs to work. One person has to work this area to make sure that you put all your stuff on the, on the scale. But uh, I was blown away by it, man. And the way the technology is going, even the past four or five years, it's freaking crazy. Yeah. From flip phones to 
facial recognition at a baseball game. Uh, you know, no more hard tickets, which I actually like the hard ticket because if something good happens, like well, you had a souvenir afterwards, Johan's no hitter or, or something, yeah. and uh, you know, you have that memory of. But it's definitely you don't have that problem where you leave the house without the tickets. Yeah, you forget it. Uh, right, right. I right. remember in high school driving probably about half an hour towards Shea Stadium and then having to turn around because my dumbass friend forgot the tickets. Remember what I did la- before our, uh, our our show at McKellar? I drove all the way to Queens and forgot the speakers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or what Same I forgot? Idea. No, I forgot the computer. We drove all the way to Queens for to set up at McKellar and then forgot the computer. That one, that one probably technology will never be able to solve. <laughs> You're on your own with that yeah. one. Um, but yeah, shout out to Claire. Definitely really cool and um, definitely something I'm going to be using, especially this weekend. Uh, let's hit the phones. Uh, we got Audrey in Queens. What's up, Audrey? Hey, Darren. What's going on? Good. How you doing? Oh, oh stop All that. Right. Bartolo Bell? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Audrey? Hey, I just wanted to give you, um, I haven't seen you in a while, by the way, so hopefully I get to see you on, on Sunday. Um, but it's, I just want to give you some props. You know, you get a lot of shit. Uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier on, on Twitter, and it just amazes me as I go through and just all this you know, like the hate. I mean, I, I, all I could say, the thing I think about is people have nothing else better to do and they must have shitty lives. <laughs> they, they just attack you. And just in general, I don't know, this is a lot of hate out there. I just want to give you props. Like you, you comment back and you have to defend. And it's just, uh, honestly, I think I would ignore it, but I, I just wanted to give you props on that, dude. That, that's it. I mean, I love you. I love your brand. I've loved you from the beginning. And I'm always singing your praises, so I just I just wanted to let you know that. Thank you, Audrey. I appreciate that. And you know, I, I try to hold back as much as I can. I, I don't really let the internet bother me. If you got like a uh, a picture of like uh, an egg or Mickey Calloway and some random name that's not yours, I don't really take what you write on the internet to heart. And I'm glad that I have thick skin because, like you said, I did I could write that um, you know the sky's blue and somebody would fight with me about it on the internet. But whatever, I appreciate you calling in, and I, I and I you know I appreciate your support. I know you've been down for many years now. So uh, and, and you know and this whole thing, the show, the tickets, the shirts, the all that would never have happened if it wasn't for fans like you and fans that are watching or listening that have supported the Seven Line for 11 seasons now. And I appreciate that more than you could ever know. That's cool, Darren. I got my You Gotta Believe shirt. I don't care if we're out of it. I still wear my orange and blue. And thank, thank you for all the shirts and, and all, all the wonderful things you do. Thanks, Audrey. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Stop, Audrey. You're saying we sound like an infomercial for Clear. That was an infomercial for us. I appreciate that. <laughs> but we talk about that, too. It's like, you know, when I reply to shit and I give attention to it, it's almost it giving t- it's it's giving things too much attention that don't necessarily need it. But... I always like just calling out the boneheads every once in a while when I get some stupid Well, comments. let's get a bonehead to call in in the interest of balance. You, you know? know when this first started? <laughs> when we first started taking calls, I was talking to Al Dukes about um, phone systems and things we can get and mm-hmm. different services and how we're going to work it with Lizzie in the background. And, uh, you know, we do it very bare bones here. We have a conference call with a speakerphone, and that's how we do it. But I was actually nervous in the beginning when we started taking calls. I'm like, you know, with the amount of people who talk shit on the internet – Maybe they want to call in and troll us. And you know what? I'm not saying it's not going to happen now, but we haven't had in 
three seasons now. Anyone call in and just troll. We're not getting like the Mike Francesa people who wait online for an hour just to tell him he's an idiot, you know? Well, Drew just texted me, the, the sky ain't blue, asshole. <laughs> Does that count? All right, whatever. <laughs> well, I'm going to tweet. Let's get uh, some <laughs> seven-line haters. Someone call the in and talk is. shit. You know what it is? I don't think they want to – Lizzie, someone's calling out. I don't think people want to put their phone number to it. If it says like a blocked number, I don't think we're going to answer it. it. But uh, yeah, trollers or whoever. You want to talk shit? Call, call up. Let's, let's debate a little bit. Um, yeah, so anyway, let's talk about the playoffs because clearly the Mets are not making it as it stands right now. Who would you like to see that's in the running win this whole thing? Not the Yankees. No, obviously not the Yankees. That was it. All right, so anyone except the Yankees? Pretty much. All right, so... Is there anyone else that we really got to worry about? The Braves, I've seen them win. I don't care if I see them win again. The Dodgers, and they've been in this for so long. I mean, I kind of like to see them lose again. Clearly the Nationals. But the Nationals... I don't even want to see them win a playoff series. No, no. Like, we want to see that hang around. Yeah. If they win the playoff series, then all bets are off. I don't particularly care. But that's the one that I want to hold on to. Uh, the Brewers are cool. I'm saying Brewers. They never won yet. They haven't won a World Series yeah. yet. So yeah. They're cool. The A's are cool. Yeah. A's, uh, A's have never won. The Brewers have never won. The Indians uh, are cool. The Indians haven't won since 1948. They're a game and a half back right now, the wild card. Um, but the A's haven't won since 89. The Twins haven't won since 91. So the Rays are fine. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Let's more about the Rays fine second, teams though. than not fine teams. 7,000 and something people were at the game this week in, down in Tampa Bay. Nice. Are they going to be able to sell out <laughs> playoff games? I want to see them win a World Series in front of 9,000 people. It's, yeah, that'd be great. It's crazy, right? Are, are they like? Do you think people are going to show up for the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Had they, they they showed up in 2008 when they made it to the World Series, but I it would cement that it's a failed. But you can get in for 20 bucks if you if you can't sell out postseason games. So I would guess they'd be able to there, but it's not a big stadium as it is at the Trop. Uh, and yeah, I mean clearly it's not that market is not close to the other 28. Because we'll probably say Miami is kind of similar. Well, they're gonna I'm move. The players, it's just man. a it's just a matter of time until they move. Yeah, I mean it's been a bad spot for a lot of guys for a long time there, and they've talked about this. That's been a good team for like ten years now. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Rays, and they do it without major star power. But we'll say if you're a fan of that team, and the A's are the same way. How frustrating must it be? Yes, these are teams that have had a lot of runs of success over the last 10 to 15 years but they've done it with different players like every year like you're an A's fan you fall in love with Josh Donaldson then he's gone all right now you have Matt Chapman how long do you have him the Rays Chris Archer is a star for them David Price is a star for them those guys get traded and that's how these teams are able to stay competitive year in and year out is they hit on those trades of the star players but what kind of cost is there to the fan base when you actually do like these guys? It's like, seriously, uh, John Harper wrote a story on SNY about the possibility of the Mets dealing Michael Conforto. Mm -hmm. And every comment I saw was negative. This is ridiculous. These are the moves that the Rays, that the A's, that the small market teams that do maintain some kind of success make. You have to. Who's with the, the Michael Conforto's agent is Scott Boris. He's going to become a free agent. Maybe he hasn't been the star that he seemed destined to be. He's still a damn good player. Mm -hmm. 
He's got two years until he becomes a free agent. So you have some other pieces in the outfield that you can make work. I mean, if you're the Rays or the A's, that's a move that you have to make, even though it upsets your fan base. The Mets shouldn't have to make that move. Um, but, you know, if you look at the teams and, and how they've done it, those are the kind of things you have to do. I mean, that's tough on a fan base. That's tough. It was the point. A kid comes up. He's a big prospect. He's great. You enjoy watching him for four years. And then what? It's like watching Pete Alonzo and then being like, well, better enjoy him now because three years from now, we're going to have to trade him. I mean, that's, it's brutal for those fan bases. Who's running the show down there? Is it still Bloom? He was going to leave them? To well, he's the assistant. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say I'm pulling for Brewers and A's. We'll see. I mean, I just like to see... Uh, the A's haven't won in a while. Brewers, you know, I liked going out there. I liked their fan base. Uh, uh, we had a good time when we were out there. A lot of the fans were very receptive to us. And uh, I like to see the underdog, you know, the team that hasn't won yet. So Brewer, Brewers, Rays, that'd be cool too. Uh, no matter what, I get angry, angry. when it actually happens. Uh -huh. When the team actually wins, I'm always angry. I'm always like, what the f when do I get one? <laughs> when do we get one I don't one like here? when they went on the road. I like when the, if, we, if you're going to win the series, or even in any sport, like someone wins the cup and it's not at home, I feel like it, it, it kind of tarnishes a little bit. But I don't know, like that either. You I don't like any of it. Yeah. I hate the championship. <laughs> I always watch it, and I hate it. Like the worst is when the NBA and the NHL, because they end within a week. Mm -hmm. And then you see like Cleveland ends a long Parades drought, and, and it's like, well, what the, you know. What am I, When's my time? We get one here. The, Seriously. Uh, you have the wrong teams in this town. I know, it's I know. worse than any other city. There's yeah. no city that has a longer drought than if you're Mets, Jets, Islanders, Knicks. How about that kid up in Boston? Every year he gets to go to a parade. McGillicuddy or whatever his name is. He holds the sign. He's like 12 and he's been to like 50 parades. Yeah, I know about that kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely pulling for Brewers and I guess Rays or A's. We'll see what happens. But the... Um, you know, we were talking about the the uh, the Rays for a second there. If you are a super diehard, like you said, we enjoyed the past six months and we had a fun time at the ballpark. You're watching a team that's competing. You go to the game. There's no excitement. There's no energy. It's got to be weird if you are a diehard Rays fan, like a serious diehard, and you're at the game. And it's like, it stinks. It's got to stink. You got to bring your own atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> atmosphere Someone's got to start one. a seven-line army down in, in Florida. Uh, all right. Let's hit the phones. Zareya, what's up, Zareya? Hey, what's Aria, up? I'm sorry, Aria. You what's up? Aria, there you go. How's everything going, Jet guys? All right, how are you, Aria? We're doing all right. All right, right for the, firstly, I want to take credit for Pete being the co-host this season because first episode I called it that he should be co-host for the entire season, so props to me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, props to you. It was a great season. <laughs> Nailed it, Aria. That's right. Um, also, you know, I just wanted to know what you guys think for next year. I mean, I think they should keep try to keep Wheeler, and I don't really see a problem with Syndergaard being on the staff. But if you're going to get a good return for him, definitely make the move. But really, they have to focus is on that, you know, the middle relief. That is really the, the key. You know, it, it, I mean, I know they want to maybe put Lugo as a starter, but if you keep him as a closer and have solid middle relief, I think it would really help us in terms of just all those blown games that we had this year. I mean, I don't know how much, I don't remember how much time Frazier has on his deal, but he's done. Again, so he's done. So we're, we're good in that, in the field, I think, at least. Yeah, no, I, I think they are pretty good in the field right now. I'd like to see them get a center fielder, but if they don't do it and it's oh, yeah. Conforto Nimmo combination in center, I I guess you gotta live with it. Lagaris is gone. Oh, he's horrible. Um Frazier's gone. So, you know, Lowry theoretically plays some kind of role next year. But yeah, it, it's about the middle relief. Yeah, uh, I would try to keep Wheeler and then 
they have to go out and find like three middle relievers and bring them in and say, all right, you know, this is how we're going to go about this. And they have a, they have a pretty good team if they do that. They don't have to do a ton this offseason. It's not as if they have to go out and sign a $300 million free agent, but the middle relievers aren't cheap. And they got to bring in like three of them and they got to pay them $8 million a pop. And that's the kind of thing that they have to get done this offseason. You watching, Jeff? Jeff, are you watching? <laughs> sorry, 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 go ahead. Now, I was asking if Jeff Wilpon's watching so you could take pizza. Yeah, exactly. Pizza advice I mean, there. they're clearly capable of scoring runs, so that that's not a problem. Anyway, I really appreciate the season of OABT, and it was really enjoyable. And uh, listen, the season didn't turn out the way we wanted it, but I had a good time in my having with you guys, and I look forward to many more. Well, thanks for casting the show this year, Aria. <laughs> my pleasure, Darren. I'll send you my invoice a little later today. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, at least you're charging Darren and not me. I thought you'd be looking for 10% or something. Aria <laughs> uh, talked about um, next season. And I'm going to have to update this because I think we are going to go back to uh, D.C. after our Fred Grant kind of ruffled the feathers here a little bit. So <laughs> now uh, you're going back. We're going it? back just for Grant. And the, 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 the T-shirt's going to have his face on it or something. The Grant Paulson memorial outing. And maybe we'll make a big head with his, with his mouth. I don't know. Whatever. So uh, next season, uh, if you want to come cheer with us, we have four games highlighted on this schedule. But I think we're going to add the fifth and go down to Washington on April 4th. I got to get, get it down there with the Nationals. But if you look on the schedule from April, May, June, we don't have any away games. The first other away game would, would be in uh, July in Philly, then in August down to over to L.A. for our uh, to complete the National League for the Seminole Army's invasions. Then Oakland two weeks later, and then Pittsburgh in September. So next year, we're already talking about next year, but it's going to be a fun time. So um, you complete the National League. What do you have left in the American League? Oh, pfft. Uh, oh, there a lot. lot. Yeah, because oh, okay. we went we went to Seattle. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of different places. We went to Baltimore. There's more than stadium. one. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. You know, okay. we have to check some off to finish everything. And then um, a few people have actually mentioned, I don't know if we talked about them on the show, but some type of coffee table book or something after we're done that has the event shirt from each away game. Maybe the rec, uh, if they won, they lost. Maybe a highlight of what happened that day. The, the T-shirt design, maybe a group photo. I think that would make a pretty cool book. So maybe we'll have a book coming out after we hit all of them. We'll see. Nice. But um, it's crazy. We brought Amelia to, to, uh, to uh, Cincinnati, and she's four and a half, and that was her ninth ballpark. Wow. That's crazy. That is Nine ballparks, insane. four and a half-year-old. Her first uh, away game, she wasn't even one yet. She was uh, three months old, and she went to Denver with us. Uh, oh my god she was so cute a year later <laughs> she was in san diego for bartolo's home run so uh she's been around it's 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 crazy that she's been to all these games and now she's kind of grasping it more and uh, last weekend we're in in cincinnati and you know she understands what the strikeout chant is she's doing it with us and she's got her face painted she went to the zoo with with kelly and mj and nancy Pryor. so um, you know, while the, the outing experience is quite different when you have a four-year-old with you as far as the after party and stuff is concerned, but, uh, you know, having her there is pretty cool. And, um, you know, she's starting to grasp it more. She knows yeah. her favorite player is Pete Alonso. She knows what's going on. And, 
that's quite special. That's so, fun. She could stay for a whole game. She uh, crossed that threshold this year. Yeah, that was that was freaking huge. Yeah. Getting her to sit at City Field for the entire day and then run the bases on that <laughs> Sunday was was gigantic. And I'll, I'll say you're asking the best moment. And uh-huh. I did the Mets moment, but like personally, when my baby was born on opening day, and that's... we weren't planning on having a baby that day. We had like a little procedure in the morning, and it was going to be okay. We'll do this. Then we'll grab some breakfast and be home in time to watch Mets Nationals at 1 o'clock. And then stuff started to happen. And at noon, we were told, all right, you're going to have a baby today. (laughs) And I'm like sitting outside the operating room when the game started. And I'm like following on my MLB at bat app. And I see Robinson Cano homered in the first inning and all. I didn't get to see a second of the game. So is her birthday the 28th? Yeah. So I was listening to the show from the 27th this morning to capture what you said for 88 wins and all that. I actually asked you, what are you doing tomorrow? And it's funny. If you listen back to the show from March 27th, you're like, going to watch the game. We have something going on in the morning, and Mm -hmm. then we're going to go home and watch the game Mm -hmm. and, you know, take care of my wife for a little bit. That was the plan. That's insane. (laughs) It was was an insane day. Yeah. I mean, I know everyone's got, like, their own birth story with their child, but we were very unprepared. We were having what was... We were told it's a version. So it was a routine thing. Like 99% of the time, you know, everything's fine. And we were that 1% where, okay, you're going to have a baby today now. And uh, boom. So, wow. yeah, it all happened within two hours. Baby was born two o'clock. So I was outside the operating you had room. Had your Mets hat with you, though. While Robinson Cano hit it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I had the Mets hat, the Hofstra hoodie. And uh, we did not have anything packed, so we had to, like, send a friend back to our apartment to grab the stuff that we would need. We never put it together, Uh, and, yeah, we thought we had another... Another few weeks there, but yes, that would that would have to be that is going to be the memorable day, Absolutely. of the Mets season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even though I didn't see a second of the game, like I know what happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know how they won. Jacob the ground pitched well. Robinson Cano with the early home run, and uh, you know I just don't, I can't see it in my mind. Right, because right, right, right. I didn't get to watch it. Absolutely. Let's hit yeah. the phones. We got uh, another uh, local here. What's up, Shouty? Hello, Darren. Hi, Pete. Hi, Lizzie again. How are you guys doing? I'm a little sad. You, you but sound, you couldn't tell. You don't sound very excited. I don't know. What's going on? I don't know. It's like a bittersweet thing. It's like, you know, it's weird. It's like saying goodbye to your family, knowing you're not going to be talked to them, like, for a few months. Like, that'd be weird. You know, it's just weird. But I wanted to give a little final shouty out. <laughs> See, I could say shouty out because it's an ending thing. Um, to you and Pete and Lizzie for doing an awesome job this season with the show, keeping the positive uh, mindset going despite being dodging, you know, people's comments and everything, and just making like the whole Mets uh, fanfare just just amazing. You just added like a cherry to the top of the ice cream. The whole year was just fun. I learned really about PMA matter. this year. I did not. I did not know PMA. I did not have PMA in my life. Still, I'm like. It's a pill for that. PMA 101. But <laughs> all right, Chad. No, listen, was... you're not going to be without us for very long. You're a season ticket member, so we're going to have our meeting soon. You'll get your fix in like a month. Don't worry. 
Uh, I'm sure we'll see you out there this weekend. Um, no, oh, yes, with the little shout-out. But we appreciate your calls. We appreciate your views and uh, your positivity. Definitely reflects, uh, you know, back on us, too, because we, we enjoy hearing positive people. So thank you, thanks for calling, all right? Appreciate it, Shouty. Oh, you're welcome, and enjoy. Uh, and Pete, um, by the way, you did get a little extra shouty out as one of my favorite moments of the season was actually getting to meet you in person. Look at that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> nice meeting you, Mr. Shouty. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Now it's going to go to his yeah, bed. No, but thank you for all that you do. I know it just would have been so much easier to just be regular fans, but you guys always do the extra little bit for all of us fans and just make it really fun. All right, Shouty. We'll see you there on Sunday. Thanks for everything. Uh, Thanks, Shouty. All right. And officially, Shouty out 2019. <laughs> oh, my God. Shouty, shouty and rally, man. Um, it's, it's great. Uh, give us a shout if you want to play What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Lumberland, 631-388-5195. And don't forget to share the show, our final show of the season. Yeah, season you guys three. all have to sign my yearbook. <laughs> season three finale. It's the last day of school. Uh, we are giving away these prizes from the Mets. We got the Build-A-Bear and we got this beanie from the Mets. So share the show. You'll win. Uh, you'll have a chance to win on Facebook or a chance to win on the Twitter and we'll mail it to you for free. Um, Lucho said that uh, Pete could finally touch the horseshoe now. Yeah, I let oh, everyone okay. touch the horseshoe last week. So Friday, Now they'll win out from here on yeah. out. Be like, oh, we blew it. Guess what, man? Friday, I was trying to find new things to uh, find as my lucky charm. We're going to the airport on Friday. Mm -hmm. I first go to the bagel place, and uh, I made sure that when I got my change, I put the change right in the tip jar. I didn't want to confuse the change in my pocket with this special lucky coin that I was talking about. So I get home. We're getting ready to get in the car, and I can't find the coin. I'm like, I either dropped it in the parking lot. It's either in my car. Or I don't know. So I didn't bring the coin to Cincinnati. I'm like, that's it. Season's over. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Kelly's looking at me. She's like, you're freaking me out. Like, it's a coin. It has nothing to do with the game. But I was so dead set on finding this coin. And I thought about it all weekend. The Mets lost on Saturday. We were there. Mm -hmm. I did not have the coin. I somehow must have put it in a different pair of pants. I ended up finding it again. But... It was gone for five days, and I'm like, season's over. I'm like the, the same day as when Alexa started playing uh, Go Cubs Go, and the Mets got swept oh by the Cubs at City Field. There were so many bad omens, and losing that you coin. You blew the season. Yeah, season's done because you blew of the it. coin. It's my fault. Um, Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to uh, Chris in a second, but I do want to tell you guys about our friends from... Lumberland. So Lumberland.com has been a great friend of ours for a couple seasons now. They make these awesome bat mugs. They got a different um, uh, thing that they just announced this year where you can actually ship them one of your own bats. They cut it up into three pieces. They'll make a mug. They'll make a shot glass. They'll make a bottle opener out of it. But if you want to just pick up something off their website, go to Lumberland.com, go into the search bar, type the word METS. All the dip different options that they have available that are Mets-related will pop up. They got the Pete Alonzo LFGM. They got the Pennant Series. They got the Jacob deGrom. Um, all these different great options. So head on over to Lumberland.com. Use the special promo code OABT and get 15% off your 
Batmug today. They make great gifts for yourself, for a loved one. You've got the holidays coming up soon, and Lumberland has great options on their website. They actually even have a Jose Reyes one up here soon still. So maybe that's some old stock. But um, if you see anything up there that uh, you want to get customized with your own name, uh, your own number, whatever it is, they will do it for you. So uh, let's hit the phones. And now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Presented by Lumberland.com. All right, that's got to be over by now. We're having a little audio issue here. So let's hit the phones. We got Chris in Florida. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? We're doing all right. We're hanging out, drinking some beers, talking about the Mets, and uh, talking to you. So how's it going in Florida? Hot. Hot. I don't miss that. I, w I, w I wish I could say I was drinking beer, too, but I can't do that while I'm at work, so... Say, maybe, you know what, you, you, you got to get one of those, uh, I know Coca, somebody makes it, they got the thing that wraps around your can, and it looks like it's a Coca-Cola, so maybe you could do that. Yeah, uh, I have to check that out. <laughs> all right, Chris, so listen, we're doing one, two, or three today. We don't have a fourth option. They are all bat mugs, so today oh, you are awesome. going to win a bat mug. One, two, or three, whatever's in there, you get for free, and we'll mail it out to you thanks to our friends at Lumberland.com. So what you want? Let's go with uh, three. Any reason why? Three kids. All right, three kids. There you go. What do you got? All right. So which bat is it? Oh, it's a blue bat. Look at this. Cool. So you got the pennant series from Lumberland.com. It says New York on there, orange and blue, and it says LFGM across the top. Uh, Chris, you get to go to a lot of games living down in Florida or no? What's that? Do you get to hit a lot of games living down in Florida? Yeah, I go to Miami every time they're down, spring training. Speaking of games in uh, Florida, Darren, you got a date for the spring training game yet? I do, but I can't announce it just yet. You got to sit tight. After the season is officially over on Sunday, I'm sure I'll be uh, getting the hype up for next year. And just just stay tuned on the website, and we'll make sure that everyone's in the loop, all right? Sounds great. All right, Chris, so we'll ship this out to you, and uh, thanks for calling, man. Thanks, guys. Let's go Mets. Absolutely. Nice job, Chris. Yeah. So uh, he talked about spring training. I'm actually hitting fantasy camp this year. You'd get you are? I'm going. Yeah. Whoa. So I'm going. I actually just missed a call when I was dealing with the – we had a couple of tech issues here this morning. But I'm going. I was supposed to go a couple of years ago, and uh, I, I couldn't make it down. So I am going this year. I don't know uh, if I'll be teammates with Mr. Jim Brewer. I know he's been going down a couple yeah. of years now. Lefty oh, my pitcher. God. Gary's going to be so excited. Gary is the one that, you know, kind of helped me get in. So, Gary, shout out to Gary from Sending the Clowns. Uh, he's been going forever. And I don't really know how it works with teams and, and yada, yada. But uh, I actually have to call them, like, right after this and give them my, my size, my jersey number, That's all that awesome. stuff. So, That's cool. I will be down at Fantasy Camp. In January, hopefully. Now, what's your position? What what do you what do you bring ben into the table for these teams? I think bench warmer is my position. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in the crowd. Yeah, I, I'm not the best athlete. I, you know, it's, I'm almost kind of embarrassed that uh, videos and photos are going to be leaked out of me, like catching balls, like closing my eyes, and. Well, maybe uh, we could give you a BMX bike, and you could float around the outfield and yeah, right? uh, catch baseballs that way during batting practice. Yeah, I'll bring the BMX, the dirt bike, and show these guys yeah. how it's done on the uh, off the field. But no, I'm going down. I'm excited. Um, you know, and you don't go down there thinking you're going to make the team. Clearly, it's just uh, to have fun and, and uh, see the old timers and get coached and 
Do you, and, uh, do you not go down there thinking you're not going to make the team? I mean, I'm sure there is. Oh, that was the whole point. I'm sure there is some guy. I don't know if there's an age <laughs> limit, but I'm sure there's some guy in his 20s who goes with his dad to, uh, you know, fantasy camp. And he thinks that he's going to wow the coaches and get a shot. You know, sometimes I think the former players <laughs> might think that way. <laughs> I still got it. Yeah. Sign me up. I still got Somebody's it. Somebody's out there just striking everyone out, like Turk Wendell throwing speaking that slider that, over and over. Did, and speaking of Bartolo, did you guys see the, the latest thing he put up on yeah, Instagram? Yeah, but he's throwing to, like, kids. Like, little <laughs> what kids. Exactly what he's throwing, like, fastballs to little kids. I yeah, was like, but, you know, um, uh, <laughs> you know, experience of their life. <laughs> Yeah, it's great for them, but like cut four and all these other outlets grab the video and they're Bartolo still has it. The kid's like 12, swinging (laughs) at everything. And, um, you know, it makes the rounds because people love Bartolo, but you know, it is what it is. Come on, if you're going to hit off Bartolo, you don't want him lobbing it in there. You want (laughs) him trying. You want to legitimately get the hit off. Cracking up. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) All right, so listen, guys, I want to let you guys know. Oh, yeah, Bartolo, I forgot. Uh, Let you guys know again about this Sunday. It's going to be a long day, so definitely don't overdo yourself. If you want to pop in some McKellar first, it's definitely recommended to put a nice little base down, get a little brunch in your system before you head on over to the tailgate party. We are going to be in the Marine lot. It's going to be a fun time. As we always do, we are not bringing the seven-line truck because it's going to be a long day, and I'm staying over. I'm going to be in no position to drive after the game. So uh, no truck this time, but, uh, you know, not that that really might add to your experience, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be in the Marine lot, so just look for our crew. You know where we're going to be. If you don't know where we're going to be, go to the sevenlinecom click on the blog. There's a map. If you're taking an Uber, just tell them, uh, you know, the address for the parking lot. But it's going to be a fun time. But don't forget to also save some energy for after the game because we rented out the back room of the Pine, which is in the Holiday Inn Express. So we are going to be out there from, you know, an hour after the game is over till whenever we decide to go to sleep. Last year, I didn't make it to the end. I was like, all right, I had enough. I'm liquored up and I'm going upstairs because I got a room. But if you want to uh, join us, it's not just for people that are cheering with us that day. Anyone's welcome to come. They're running a bunch of specials. They got United We Cheers for six bucks, Montauk Summers for five, House Cocktails for six. And if you want to grab a discounted hotel room, you can do so by just clicking on the link that we have on our site. So the normal price for us is one ninety nine, and uh, the regular price. Oh, I'm sorry. The price for us is one forty nine. The regular price is two hundred or more, depending on what uh, you know room you select for a double or a king. But I think there's like four rooms left. So if you wanted to join us, definitely do so. It's going to be a fun time, and I cannot wait to uh, hang out with you guys and really uh, you know end this season officially. We were talking about last week, champagne on ice, which we know is not happening. So um, share the show if you want to be in the running. We're going to do that in just a second. I don't know if we really missed anything here, but uh, shout out to McNeil. He's had a hell of a season. <laughs> Clearly uh, you know, got cut a little short here. Four yeah. games left to go. But a broken bone in his hand, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And um, hopefully Bummer. it's nothing too serious, but um, I don't know if it's something that requires surgery or if it kind of heals on its own, but we'll see him out there in spring training, and uh, hopefully these guys are primed and ready for a serious 2020 because we need it, you know? Um, anything else? We miss anything? No, we do. Want to end any high notes? I'll, I'll just say I had a blast doing this show over the course of this year, and I'm very thankful to uh, to you guys bringing me in, let me hang out uh, all season long, and the, the fans have been very welcoming. I had a blast 
getting out to the Subway Series game this year, kind of meeting a lot of the the seven liners and hanging out and all that kind of thing. So uh, it's been uh, it's been a fun year. This has been like a, a major highlight of the season overall uh, to be involved in 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 this way and to you know stay involved talking about the Mets. Um, so I, I'm very thankful to you guys for picking me up at the train station and dropping me off here and there. And uh, you know I don't have a car, so I'm paying the ass, but. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I very much appreciate it. I have a lot of fun doing this this year, so thank you. Well, thank you. It goes without saying, man. I mean, I feel like we, we mesh well, and I've enjoyed this immensely. I always look forward to, to the show each week, and it's something I'm going to miss. Like, next week, I'm going to miss it, you know? I, I really enjoy it, and I, I feel like it's been a fun year, despite everything that went down. And, uh, yeah, like I said last week, I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate your time, you know, spending on this and, you know, everything we do to promote the show and promote the brand and, and so on and so forth. So um, it's too bad we didn't storm Area 51 this year. We missed that last damn, week. Damn, I really wish we did. I cannot <laughs> wait to see a UFO. Uh, Lizzie. Share contest. I know. Let oh, me know okay. when you're ready. I was just about to say oh, that. Okay. Let me know when you are I'm ready. ready. You'll I'd... take care of the Facebook. I will do the Twitter. And then we're going to call this a season. You know when you're ready? I'm ready. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. I was I was all queued up. Oh, okay. Go all ahead. Right, so tell me when to stop. Stop. Uh, D. Make sure they haven't won. The le- oh shit. Make sure they have not won. We want some new blood here. No, nope, we're good. Uh, the letter D. Last name Kelly or something like that. D. Kelly. D. Kelly. All right, and I will. Something actually just, um, you know, I'm getting sidetracked here because I'm just thinking of something I scribbled down here. But I was contacted by um, uh, a man in New Jersey who had the idea for a polar bear plunge sometime in February. <laughs> uh, you know, next we got already we already had someone that called Dude, in. Pete Alonzo would do that in a heartbeat, wouldn't that, he? I got my wouldn't wheels. Wouldn't he be the first person that would be like, polar bear plunge, I'm there. I got yeah. my wheels spinning a little bit here. And, um, you know, I said to, uh, I, I should have wrote down his name, but to the, to, to the fella who hit me up and, you know, it, it's, some, it's pretty deep in Jersey. So it's hard for us to commit to that right now. But, you know, let's talk after the season. But if we could get Pete, Alonzo on board for a polar bear plunge. Let's oh say he stays. In, I don't know if he's going to stay in New York, but I know the Long Beach one is gigantic. So let's say we do like a the Seven Line Army polar bear plunge in Long Beach, which I've done before a couple times. And Pete Alonzo's like with us. I think that would be freaking. I've never done it. I would do it. If, I if think that would be like... incredible. So it's on my list uh, to hit Pete up. You know, let him get through the next four days clearly, and then uh, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, that that, that would is be a pretty cool. Phenomenal idea. Something for charity. Ray, he, what, wait, it, what's the charity that that it's for? Uh, Long Beach. Oh, let me look it up really quick because I don't want to get it wrong. But they do great. I think it might be Make a Wish. Oh. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Hold on. I would not polar bear plunge. I don't care who you get out there. <laughs> that is not happening. <laughs> But I'll, I'll happily really? wave from the dock. Or you you can wave with Drew because I'm sure Drew wouldn't do it either. <laughs> yeah, it is Make-A-Wish. So the Long Beach Polar Bears, it's huge. It's a, I don't know if it's the biggest one in uh, New York or the biggest one in, in the country. I don't know. But the Polar Bear Plunge uh, is every um, Super Bowl Sunday. So in 2020, oh, it'll be, it'll be day anyway. Sunday, February 2nd. Jets in the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so uh yeah pete goes to the calendar this. every year polar bear plunge long beach pete alonzo uh guest of honor um that would right. be awesome absolutely that'd be freaking great occasionally you get a nice day where it's not like 10 degrees 
Uh, and even if it is, you got to roll with the punches. All right. Well, then the water just seems warmer, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me know. Stop. All right. We got uh, John G. Wait, see if you want Couldn't get myself all year. At MetsFan49, you win. The what? I'll, I'll write that in a second. Lizzie always wants me to write what it is, so when he replies, we know what to mail. Um, all right, so I want to give a special shout-out to uh, Lumberland, to Clear, to McKellar. It's been a fun year. Pete, thank you for everything. Lizzie, thanks for doing all you do behind the scenes. Uh, we couldn't do any of these calls or anything without you, so I appreciate it. And uh, three seasons down. We'll see what goes on in uh, season four. Maybe we can unveil something for the off-season, hot stove season. We'll see uh, what's going on. But thank you guys for sharing each week. Thank you for watching. If you're listening on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud and Stitcher and Google Play and all that, we appreciate everything over the past three years. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your friends all about Orange and Blue thing. Thanks to the Mets for helping us out with these prizes every once in a while and uh, to the fans. It hasn't been... The season we wanted, but it was a lot of high moments, and at least we have a season finale that's not just filled with shit. So thank you guys, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next season. Bye.